You are listening to Eddie's Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button and he has some great guests waiting to meet us. So just sit back and enjoy the show. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. Welcome back to Launchpad. Now we have got Ian Knapp for you now, and he is from Key Stage Fun. And he's got some wonderful apps called Squeebles. We make the Squeebles apps, which are a series of educational apps for children aged 5 to 11, we say. Um, and the squeebles themselves are the, are the little characters that, um, that that live within the apps, and uh, children can um, sort of interact with while they're learning. Uh, the apps themselves cover all sorts of primary school topics, uh, times tables, spellings, and literacy. Um, we've got a number bonds app which we released reasonably recently, and various other sort of key maths and literacy skills covered in some of the others what do the children have to do it's different depending on which app we've got 12 apps in total at the moment um but i'll take the times tables and the spelling are probably the two most used of all the apps we've done um so the children are are asked questions as you might do um in class in in a sort of written test or or or, uh, if they were using a computer so they're asked questions and in answering them, they earn characters and turns on uh, a little mini game within the app. So there's the sort of motivation to come back and keep learning um, so they can uh, do the fun stuff and, and, and win, the, win the characters and interact with the characters. Um, but that's limited in the sense that they then got to go back and do some more educational stuff if they if they want to keep doing the, the, uh, the kind of fun part as well. So the, the Times Tables app covers... Uh, various different game modes, tables 1 to 12, uh, sort of normal table sets that you would learn in order. And then there are tricky tables and um, sort of fill the gap mode where, they, where children have to um, add in the missing number in the middle, things like that. And then on the spelling app, it's a, a little bit more uh, advanced, I'd say, than, than some of the other apps in that teachers and parents can record the audio of themselves saying um, the spelling words that they want the children to learn and children then hear that back and are asked to spell the the, the word themselves using the, the keyboard within the app. So um, there's a lot of fun that can be had with that with, with teachers and, and, and parents recording um, words in the context of sentences or um, some people even use it to, to learn uh, French or other uh, languages with accented characters and things like that. So yeah, there's... Um, um, really, it's I mean, all the apps follow a similar theme in that they're all set in the same world, if you like, which is the the Squeebles world, uh, Squeeble Island, and there are all sorts of of, of um, unpleasant characters like the maths monster who have uh, who've been up to no good, and it's um, down to the children to um, help the Squeebles to 
friends or um, collect whatever it is they need to collect, um, and, and and they do that by by answering the times tables or spelling or uh, number bond questions or whatever they are. The idea came about originally, I think it was about 10, just over 10 years ago when my daughter at the time was learning her times tables at school and she was given these kind of sheets of paper to just repetitively write out times tables over and over and over again and then tested when she went into school and it wasn't that fun. I mean, it was stuff they had to learn because it formed some of the, the basic sort of building blocks of of um, maths further down the line, obviously, but it wasn't it just wasn't that fun to be sitting there just repeating this stuff over and over. So um, we looked around and couldn't find anything uh, in the, the app store um, with Apple at the time or, or on Google Play or any of the other stores that we, that we sell through. We couldn't find anything that really was interactive and colorful and fun and gave children um, the opportunity to learn in a bit more of a, an interactive way. So I decided to develop the Times Tables app originally, and it was pretty basic at the start. Um, just really as a bit of fun to help her with her, her Times Tables, and then it kind of went from there. And yeah, absolutely, we've talked to teachers the, the whole way through about um, what it is that, that, that they think works well for children, what sort of things would help them if they were um, using this as a, as a teaching aid or children were using it at home to practice the work they've been set at school. So we've really tried very hard to bring it in line with the, the, the UK curriculum. And um, as I say, we, we, we have teachers that we, we work with and we speak to who, who um, keep uh, keep us um, keep ensuring that, that the apps are, are useful in the classroom with what they're doing now. It sounds very much like it, it's it's your company. Is that is that right? Yeah, it is. So it's it's myself and my wife. Um, we work with a few other uh, developers to help us um, develop the the apps. But I came from a background of, of originally web development and then developing sort of online games and some of the um, early days of the internet, doing uh, yeah little little fun games and things like that. So a kind of combination of of graphic design and um, the, the the sort of techie skills of, of coding and programming that um, that sort of led me down this path, I guess. So yeah, there's yeah. there's, there's um, yeah there's a there's a small group of us, but it's it's small. It's a small family run company, and I like that in that it means you know I'm still dealing directly with the people who who are using the apps. You know, they're writing to us. Parents and teachers are always uh, writing with suggestions, and we take that sort of thing on board and try to make sure that we are um, really still in touch with, with with what people want and, um, and and how we can keep improving the apps to, to make them uh, as good as they can be for their, their children. Another thing I like about it is what you've explained is that it's come out of, I mean, you were parents who were trying to encourage your child in, in their learning. So now you're helping other parents with, with the same issue. And that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. I think you've got to come from a place where you have some understanding of the sorts of challenges that people might, might face, um, which is why, I mean, we were parents, but we weren't teachers. That's why we've, we've um, Mm. taken it very, we've been really, it's really important to us that we've, we've worked with and spoken to teachers all the way through because obviously without being in the classroom, ourselves we can't have an understanding of what their challenges are so um that's why that side of it's really important that, that, that we speak to speak to teachers and, and work with them if a say a teacher or a school or even maybe a parent um wants to uh, use these apps what what financially what's it going to cost them 
Well, the apps are so first of all, they're not subscription based, which a lot of people is a question a lot of people ask. They sort of wonder if they're going to be charged every week or month or something like that. They're not. They're a one-off fee upfront for a copy of any of our apps would range from. Um, I think the most expensive one is four ninety four pounds ninety nine, and that's a one off. You've got it. The app's yours for life. Any updates are free in the future. Um, so we've tried to keep them really affordable. We've tried not to um, sort of overly monetize them. So there's no advertising. There's no in-app purchases or any of that sort of thing. It is a one-off, completely child-friendly app in that sense. You're not going to find your child's kind of suddenly being linked off to adverts for other things or anything like that. It's something you're really passionate about, um, making sure that, that the app is a sort of self-contained, um, child-friendly application that that they're not going to be accidentally purchasing a load of virtual gemstones or anything like that, on which we've heard yeah, some yeah. nasty stories about that sort yeah, of thing in the past. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's four ninety nine for the most – that's the spelling app and the times tables are the, are the most expensive. And then uh, it's, I think there's some that are three ninety nine and some that are two ninety nine. So those are um, – yeah, those are, are all available in the, the various app stores that we sell through. So Apple App Store for um, iPad and iPhone, and then Google Play for Android or Chromebook, and then on Amazon as well for Kindle Fire. So um, the pricing is similar across them, but there are certain things that we are sort of limited on. Like we, we do a, a bundle of 10 of the apps at a reduced price, but we're only allowed to do that via Apple. They're the only people who actually support that. So um, we get asked quite often, why don't you do that for Android? And it's not deliberate. It's that there is no way of, of, of doing that, unfortunately, via the, the store. And we, we do have to sell um, directly via the store. It's, it's the way all that apps have to be sold so yeah the cost is we like to say we deliberately try to make it affordable for for families um and and schools obviously to invest in and we've deliberately not sort of added in all that you know longer term having to keep paying on a subscription or anything like that so there we are then schools if you're listening if you're thinking about getting a uh, another tool in your toolkit for home learning here are some apps that can help you with that, and if you're a parent and you want try, wanting to try and get your your child up to speed in regard to what's going on at, in in class, and you want to get them to learn their 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 spelling and hear their maths, it sounds like this is this is the way to go. Uh, Ian, if they uh, if our listeners want to know a little bit more about what you offer, our, or hopefully buy some of the apps. Um, have you got a website or social media or something that they can go to? Yeah, so probably the best place for them to see all the information in one place would be our website, which is keystagefun.co.uk. So uh, I'll send that over to you, and I think you can you can um, put a link on, can't Indeed. you, to, to allow people to, to click through. Um, so, yeah, keystagefun.co.uk is probably the, the best place to go. It's got a real... Um, so it gives you a feel for the the, the characters, and uh, we've got some competitions that we run uh, that we run from there, and things like that for children to, to design characters um, that we feature in the apps, and all sorts of other bits and pieces um, that, that they can engage with. But the main thing is obviously there's a, there's a list of all the apps on there, and a little bit of information about each one, and then links from there to the various app stores to allow them to buy the apps themselves. But um, if they're on their devices, they can. They can search for Squeebles um, in their app store, whether it's the Apple App Store or Google Play or on Amazon, 
and they should see a, a list of the apps come up there. You're listening to Launchpad, the Dogthorpe Infant School podcast. Our next guest on Launchpad is Aaron Russi. Aaron, it's lovely to have you on the show today. Could you tell us, please, a little bit about the resources that you're offering us? We have a, uh, a independent publishers called uh, Snow Tiger Media, and we have produced activity workbooks for the Early Years Foundation. Um, the case matter is, is that we've got uh, English and Maths books for reception and nursery. Uh, they have been approved by educational consultants, teachers, and parents experts, and they follow the national curriculum. Uh, they are diversely inclusive in their illustrations. They are fun, brightly coloured, and uh, yeah, in the future, we're looking forward to going uh, making all the other primary years. But at the moment, we just got nursery and reception. So, so this could also include uh, parents who are doing homeschooling, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that was the original uh, plan. Uh, for the reason is that we had workbooks and stuff for our own children, but they got through them quite quickly. Uh, it wasn't very engaging. They were quite boring. And also, to be honest, they were quite expensive for what they were. Our, our workbooks are uh, a good price point and uh, they're full colour and they're very engaging. And, and I guess this is uh, equal, though equally as important for the, you parents out there who are thinking about ketchup. Uh, if, you, if your children are, are, are maybe not doing so well as you, you hoped, maybe these activity books will, will, will interest them, do you think, Aaron? Well, 100% Dave, well done. I mean, that's exactly it. Um, these are primarily designed to help children uh, catch up on some of the education they've missed out during like, the kind of lockdown and stuff. Um, there, there was a sort of big gap, particularly the early years foundation, uh, because they are the ones that missed out the most of, on the education. The other elder years, they kind of had a body of work that the previous years had already been working on, so it was a bit more sort of settled. Whereas the uh, the youngsters, like the really young ones, which were some of their own children, didn't have much in the way of um, educational resources to be able to do at home on a more structured and uh, national curriculum following basis. If people want to have a look at, uh, maybe have a look at what you offer, have you got any testers or thing on your on your website that they can go to? Yes, we've got some free downloads available on our website, which is snowtargetmedia.co.uk. Uh, and uh, just look at the free downloads. Uh, there's, a, there's a section in there. You'll, you'll easily find it. On there is uh, some worksheets. To practice your uh, lessons, um, a couple of uh, colouring in pages, some drawing ones, uh, and a little bit of phonics on there. And that's all for free uh, for anyone to sort of download, print out, and hand around. Um, yeah, uh, what we offer for the older years uh, is a writing legacy uh, package, where basically what happens is, is that we privately publish for the school a, an actual physical book that the parents can take home as a keepsake. It can be sold at the uh, sort of school fates and school fairs. What that consists of is uh, the writing of these pupils, primarily year six. Uh, people have uh, you've been using it as a, uh, as a leaving gift. To showcase the work of the school and the children, and it's all written in their own handwriting 
and they've done a uh, self-portrait to go with it. Uh, the children also going to get to design the front cover. The schools have run a competition, so whoever talks about designing the front, front cover, we've, we've printed it all up for them. And yeah, that's proved, that's proved massively popular. Listeners, if there's anything that you've missed that Aaron said that you're you're interested in, all of the details will be attached to the podcast and you'll be able to follow it up there. Um, I'm going to uh, ask you something now that if I don't ask you, Aaron, um, I'll have people after me. Um, if people are interested <laughs> in this, how much would it cost? The activity workbook uh, sold in the shop and uh, on one Waterstones website, a few independent uh Stopped in London, plus obviously our website. They're three pounds fifty per book. Um, we do discounts for schools because uh, obviously you buy, you buy more because there's more pupils. Twenty uh, percent, uh, depending on the volume, of course, of how many that you would need. Um, the writing legacy uh, stuff. That it's, it's it's on our website. It's, it's actually scalable for the reason it it depends how many pupils are involved. How many pages that it takes? Um, there can be quite a quick turnaround of maybe about three weeks right. from start to uh, from start to delivery. Um, but obviously, there's a little bit more cost than that implied. But um, what we found is schools have been sort of uh, compiling the work early in the term, choosing their best work, and then submitting it to us. And then, uh, yeah, because because we've known about it, we can uh, the cost comes down because we can within our schedule and we can uh, source better and cheaper printers for uh, you know faster delivery, basically. Listen, all you listeners out there, if you're going to use these activity books and you've liked them and you want to share that uh, uh, with with our listeners, our your fellow listeners. Get in touch with us and we'll feature you on the show and we'll get Aaron back and we can have a maybe have a discussion about the, the sorts of material that he's p- providing. But go on to their website, have a look. It's fantastic. You're listening to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. Our next guest is Mr. Wilson and he's bringing us a really exciting resource called Challenge and it's really Good to have you on the show, Daniel. My pleasure to be here. It's lovely to speak to you today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and where where you come from and how this great new resource came about? Um, yeah, it's actually been in the making for many, many years. Um, I've been in teaching for about 10 years now. Um, and very early on in my career after qualifying, um, I was lucky enough to be involved in something called the Erasmus Project, which um, saw me and a group of other teachers from Bedford get together with some teachers from Finland and Denmark and go and um, experience how teaching is done in those countries. Um, So I spent a lot of time in classrooms in Denmark and I was really, really impressed with the student-led approaches that they had. Um, Everything was very student-focused. And I I brought back from that uh, ways in which that I wanted to incorporate that into my classroom. Um, And something that I've always worked very closely with is is morning challenges since I was TA uh, right at the start of my career. Um, I used to create some morning challenges for the first teacher I worked with uh, back in Aldershot. And they've been sort of expanding and growing since then. I've been adding bits and bobs as I've gone along. Um, And I think I really wanted to produce a system of morning tasks that allowed the children to just come into the classroom um, and develop a routine um, that was really strong. And it's worked really positively. I've had uh, many people using it around the world now um, who are finding that their children come in, they're focused, they're engaged, and they really enjoy what's on the board in the morning. Could you just explain a little bit about how it works? 
and how schools could get hold of this great resource? Absolutely. So at the moment, it's completely free. Um, it's just a case of visiting the site, which is www.morningchallenge.co.uk. Um, and from there, there's some very obvious options um, to visit the morning challenges for both lower and upper key stage two, or seven to nine and nine to 11 year olds if you're working in other countries. Um, so you'd click on one of those resources. And then from there, you'll access a calendar page. And if you just select the date, that will take you through to the daily challenge. There is one for every single day of the year, 366 days, including the leap year. Um, from there, that will display on the screen. And then it's just one more click to make that full screen. So teachers can display these in full screen in their classroom uh, for when their children arrive and come in. Um, it really, really takes the pressure off that early morning routine for the teacher as well, because obviously we have so many things going on in the morning. We have money to collect or questions to answer. Um, so the children being so involved in something so early on makes, makes my life a lot easier. And hopefully it does the same thing for teachers around the country and the world now. Where do you see this going uh, Daniel, do you, do you see this developing into other ways? Yeah, the site has been up and running for, I would say, about three years now. Um, it's constantly developing. At the very start, it was simply a, a morning challenge for um, any any primary school classroom. Since then, I've obviously incorporated the lower and upper key stage versions. Um, I've also put on a story starter for every single day of the year as well. Um, and I'm halfway through adding maths warm-ups for every day of the year too. Um, so that's four different things that you can start the day with or use throughout the day in, in certain English or maths lessons as well. Um, once I've completed the maths, and these are, these are hefty things to add. I mean, adding 366 challenges um, in just one department has been a bit of a struggle at times because I'm, I'm a full-time teacher and I don't have much free time. Um, when I get around to concluding those maths, um, I would like to look at other avenues, potentially working with some authors to develop um, resources that are linked directly to books. Um, but it's obviously building those links. There's a couple of fantastic authors that I do speak with um, that I admire and I would like to work together with collaboratively to produce that. Um, but it is about having that free time. So I'm very much looking forward to finishing the maths um, and then moving on from there and seeing how the site develops. I just think that my personal message has always been about sharing as teachers. Um, there are so many fantastic teachers working out there with so many fantastic resources to share. Um, and if we all do our part and put things out in the public domain, um, then potentially we don't have to pay huge amount of money for, um, for things that we can't necessarily afford. I mean, teachers obviously do a very tough job. Uh, we're paid what we're paid. I, I don't think that should involve having to fork out for lots of other things along the way. So, um, if we can share, uh, if we can be be kind with what we do and, and spread it amongst the community, that can really take a load off, off our shoulders. Daniel, thank you for joining us today. It's really, really good of you to do it. On behalf of all of, all of the teachers and all of the schools uh, of our country, thank you for all you're doing and thank you for this fantastic resource because I think it's wonderful. I really do. It's my pleasure. It's, um, it's a real uh, privilege to be able to help so many children and teachers around the country and the world um, and hope we can continue doing that as we move forward in tough times hopefully times that will return to some sort of normality um, in the near future well that's it for another week folks captain dave and eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad they'll have more great guests more places to see and more interesting things to share on the learning journey so until next week be kind be respectful and always remember to dream, believe and shine.